Ladies and gentlemen, welcome We're to- back! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> We're I am back. We're back, baby! <laughs> we out here! I I cannot stand you. I can't. Well, you don't need to stand me, you're sitting, oh, so. I fucking hate you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> slap you across this table. What's up, baby? Nothing, bro. What's up? You ready? Am I ready? You are so fed up with this book, dude. I'm done with it. You're I, so. I can't. Fed I can't be asked to do this anymore. <laughs> this is a. F I'm telling this, you, this this whole book could have been summarized in one chapter. I think you. Yeah, yeah you said that, already. <laughs> dude. This this last chapter was just absurd. It was good. This was by far the best chapter in the book. Yeah, it was. But it's also, to me, one of the most confusing chapters in the book because I didn't understand half the words he was saying. Yeah, he does use a lot of, like, you know, big words. Philosophical words, like yeah, you no. said before. But it was just, oh my god. It was just so much shit. I think we, we probably could have just read the last chapter. And be done with and it. And be done with it. Yeah. There's a lot of content. Yeah. We probably it, it done, was, like, what, a half hour chapter? It was like, yeah. It took us like an hour and a half. Yeah, because we had to keep going back. Shit. Wild. It's already... I mean, we started... What time did you come over? It was like 8 o'clock, maybe. And it's now 9.15. Yeah. Jesus. crazy. Jesus. Just... So... God. Well, the final chapter of the Soul Art, I'm not giving a fuck. Yeah. Well, I forget the, the actual name, but I just put death. <laughs> well, you put death and a smiley face. Okay, well, f originally it was two exclamation points. I know, I saw, and then you just, you kept going. I started, yeah, I just kept doodling. <laughs> well, I got lost in it when you were drawing it. Uh, I was going to call you, I'm like, why do you have a smiley face next to death? Well, now you know. But, yeah. Well, now you know. I mean. <laughs> and now our, our listeners are going to know, too. Yeah. So... He starts off with a story about his... Of course he does. Yeah, he talks... I mean... <laughs> if I, I wonder how long the book would be if he took out the stories. And just put in, like, the moral points? Yes. Yeah, but you need a story for morals. You know, a moral point. I guess more of context, I guess you could say. Yeah. Sure. You know, they're good analogies. Yeah. But his friend Josh died. Yes. And his friend... So... He, his friend Josh dies, and he's like, they're at like a party, and he sees his buddy, and he goes, where are you going, Josh? Yeah. And he goes, seek the truth for yourself, and I'll see you there, or something like that. First of all... Did I say that right? It, I think so. <laughs> if if I was leaving to go somewhere, and yeah. somebody told me that, yeah. I'm not leaving, because something's about to happen. Well, 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 no. I don't... I think he said it jokingly. I... I don't care if it's joking or not. If you say something like that, something's about to happen. Yeah, something like, something dope or like, you know. No, it's bad. No. <laughs> yes. All right, just because the scenario was bad. I thought, I initially thought that he was going to kill himself. Yeah. That, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. But he does die. He does die. As we know. Yeah. But he was drunk or something and, um... And he then proceeded to go cliff diving or jumping or something? Yeah, cliff jumping. And he was dehydrated and his legs weren't working. So. Oh, uh, no. So he. he yeah, he, he was, was. Yeah, he was drunk. He was drunk. And. and uh, he was dehydrated. He, and he got leg cramps, so he drowned. To yeah. Death. And he wasn't a good swimmer. Uh, yeah, he yeah, apparently was a terrible swimmer. Because he stinks. So he was drunk, knowing that he stinks at swimming. 
Yeah. And then he lo- he got leg cramps. Because he was dehydrated. Yeah, and he drowned. I think the Loch Ness Monster got him, but... Nah, it, it couldn't have been. I don't know. Because Lake Loch Ness is... Isn't that, like, in, like, Europe or something? Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, going on, um, you know, after that, he, he falls into a deep depression... And he kept having dreams about his buddy Joss, who was his best friend. Yeah. And he had this dream, and he was like, I'm so sad, I'm so upset that you died. And then his buddy Josh responded to him in the dream, Why do you care so much that I'm dead when you are so afraid to live? That's some deep shit Ain't in a dream. some shit, dude. yeah. That's some deep shit in a dream. Um, what do you think about Dude, what is? That that's crazy. Have you ever had that in a dream before, where you've had like a relative, like a dead relative, come to you and say shit like that? No, but I've had my uncle in my dream. He's not dead though. Okay. Like recently, he like slapped the shit out of me. I mean, and he was like, "Why don't you come visit me?" <laughs> I mean, I guess that counts. I've never really had that. I did have a a little bit of a nightmare the other night. Did you? I was in, like, a house or something. It, it's off topic, but I'm just going to get into it. it. It scared me. I won't lie. So, I was in the kitchen. I was, like, in this haunted house with my mom. And I guess there was this ghost or something that lived in the house. And, I like ghosts. And what you're supposed to do is you're not supposed to look at this thing. Kind of like, watching, Were you watching some kind of stream? No. Kind of like... Kind of like how Bird Box was. Like if you if you look and you see you're you're gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I was um. I put like this paper over my eyes and I held my arms like like my elbows touching in front of my stomach. So so yeah. So you covered so, your face. Yeah. Your forearms came together. Yeah. And you made like a little barrier. Like like a little shield for my face. Yeah, yeah. And in the dream, I I heard this thing trying to come yeah and then when i was when i had my hands in front of my face i felt my arms like go out to the sides yeah like like a cold touch opened my fucking arms okay i woke up dude i wouldn't i won't i won't lie shit like that really doesn't scare me i don't know why i was scared of shit that night that was scared the freaking that was scared i was scared dude i'm like something's here dude i freaking I, I put my phone on. I had to put something on just to, to calm my nerves. I would have, too. I put the flashlight on. I looked down there. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't I don't need that shit. Dude, I don't need, like, a little grudge girl coming did out. Ever, did you ever wake up and, like, you hear a noise or something? Dude, oh, are you kidding me? And then you sit, like, frozen. Yeah, of course. What? And you're, like, you're scared to move because you're, like, maybe, like, I'll just... Maybe if I'm quiet, they won't hear me. Or, you know, you don't <laughs> want them to know that you're awake. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Dude, I've had that. It's fu- it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's the superficial right there. Yeah, but so nonetheless, let's get back um, to it. Yeah, so he he says that quote, um, you know, why are you so, why are you, um, why do you care so much that I'm dead when you're so afraid to be alive? Um, and then that that really does speak volumes because it it's does. like, what, what's a wor- what's a life worth living if you're living it scared? And Seriously, you're, and and you're living in the fear of something bad happening. Listen, shit's gonna happen that you can't control. Bad shit's gonna happen. Good shit's gonna happen. There's consequences for everything. Exactly. Good and bad. Yeah, but y- to to live your life in a fear of not doing something because of what society says or whatever it may be, then it's not a life worth living. No, you're not really fulfilling yourself. Like, can, 
can you kind of equate it to kind of like the pandemic a little bit? I know, I know the pandemic is a little different where you have guidelines and shit like that. But, like, a lot of people are scared to go back to work. And, look, I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's been, what, over a year now? It's been, yeah, over a year. And it's, like, at what point do we kind of, like, we're, a lot of people are vaccinated now mm-hmm. and everything. At what point do you think society and people kind of want to get back to normalcy and start not risking it, but just not living in the fear of it anymore? Well, I'm on, like... For me, I'm like I've been over it since the pandemic started. I don't like being cooped up. I don't like being cooped up. Like why? For me, I'm like I'm gonna I want to live my life. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna do these things. Like I went out to the city. Um, I went out to the city. I was having a conversation with somebody. I'm not gonna say names, but they like um, you know they they were very skeptical about me going out. I was yeah. like I'm not gonna sit here. I mean, it's been a year and a half. I'm vaccinated. The masks clearly work. Yeah, you can. You can. People see it. are being more like more clean. People yeah. are cleaner now than they ever have. In, oh, like, of course. Even, even that is like, now, maybe it's selfish because I have to consider the safety of others, right? But I'm a generally healthy person. If yeah. I get the if I get COVID, even now with the vaccine, like, it's not gonna put me out. Yeah. You there, know. There's a good chance you'll. You'll be okay. I'll be fine. And, like, and if I do get it, you know, I'll quarantine. Yeah. Nobody in my family really has any underlying diseases, you know. Yeah. And it could be being selfish, but, like, we've we've seen it already. Yeah. We know it, right? right? We know that people that are generally healthy survive. Yeah. That's just my perspective. And, and you know, some people aren't going to like that. But that's fine because a lot of – everyone has a difference in opinion on this thing. Yeah. Like – I did my quarantining. I did all that shit. I got tested when I didn't feel well. I got the vaccines. I wore the mask, everything like that. And I'll continue to wear a mask because that, that to me, is the most responsible thing to do. Because not everyone has a vaccine. Not everyone is as healthy as us. It's so hard, man. It's a a piece of fabric. Like, come on. It's a pain in the butt. It is. It is. But, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't breathe. Shut up. If you can talk, you can breathe. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but but there's studies in that. But again, kind of like circling back, like I don't. I feel restricted on the things that I can do right now. Like I went out to the, when I went to the city, it was it was it wasn't the same experience. It wasn't popping. We literally sat at a table and that was it. Like the music was loud. We had a couple drinks. We just sat. But like I couldn't. I felt, dude. I felt so disconnected. I could that's, not. That's what it is. I couldn't socialize. And you're a butterfly. You're you're a social little butterfly. I'm not. Give me yo, give me a little bit of alcohol too. Oh my god, you're like my brother. No, I'm not. Dude, first of all, my brother's a talkative person as it is. You put a little bit of alcohol in that little boy. He doesn't shut up. <laughs> he doesn't stop. And I don't understand it. Me? Social butterfly, man. I'm I'm not like that. I'm the opposite. Why? Which would I don't know. It's fear? Yeah. It's fear. So like you're kind of so I'm kind of in there. So you kind of understand what he's saying. You you, you can relate yeah. from that that side. Like I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this past weekend when I went down to Florida. Yeah. Um, on a separate podcast, but I can kind of sum it up a little bit. Like, yeah, there, just give us a little. My, a little my cousin. Teaser. It was my cousin's wedding. Yeah. And there was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And I found myself very disconnected with ninety five percent of the people there. Okay. I just, there was 
too many people that I didn't know mm-hmm. and too many people that I didn't feel comfortable around just put me out. Okay. I was very reserved into myself. So in in your mind, what version of yourself would you have liked to have been? Um, I mean, I, I was the only version that I really know. I mean, gra- no, granted, like, like, I'm not saying like regret or like you want to no, change no, yourself. I, I, I don't, I don't regret it at all because th- that's the type of person I am in those situations. Like if I had a bunch of my friends there, then it would be different obviously because I'm more comfortable with that. But when I'm there around people that I'm, that, not that I'm not comfortable around that, I just don't know. It just, I just, I get very anxious and I don't, I don't, I don't like to be the center of attention. In your mind, is there a place where you, you wish that you were more social? I mean, of course I'd like to be more social just out in general, but I'm just, that's just not how I am. Okay. I get super anxious like when people question me about what I do or, or what do I plan for the future and stuff like that. I get super anxious because I don't know. What's okay. going to happen? Like, the only thing I can say is what I do, and what I do is out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Is somebody just like, oh, you just you sit in front of a mic and you talk all the time. That's pretty much what I do, or I play video games for a living. So people were like, oh, well, not people were like, but just, just the facial expressions that I could see on people, mm-hmm. they don't really, I guess, understand. And that's fine. I don't need them to understand. Because the only person that needs to understand is me. That's it. Got it. But coming from my family, mm-hmm. where my brother is a pilot, which is like an outstanding job, mm-hmm. I get compared to that all the time. Okay. So it's like, oh, you you do a podcast and you play video games while your brother's a pilot. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of very successful podcasts. No, I know, so. and that and. I feel like you. I think I, you're. I think you're also putting a slightly limiting belief on it. You're putting this negative, pessimistic. Maybe that you don't believe in yourself. It's not that I don't believe it's, in myself. It sounds like you're not believing in yourself. Because How you've so? already created the idea that your family's going to be. No, no, no. My my family is supportive of me. Oh, okay. It's the people that are surrounding, like in that in that scenario, very like the surrounding people. When they hear, when they hear two brothers, right? Yeah. They compare. Th- they're gonna compare you to your brother. Okay. Well, you're already comparing yourself to your brother's success before they even get the chance to. No, compare. I don't, because I know what I do is what I'm meant to do, and what he's doing is what he's meant to do. Oh, okay. So, in that aspect, I already under. I already know. Okay. That, oh, I'm the younger brother. I'm probably gonna be looked down on, be- just because of. The, the job title in itself. So, like, even even before you have a conversation, they're already looking down on you? The second that... Because usually my brother will talk first. Yeah. And then I'm asked the same, like, shit. From the f- very first conversation that my brother has, uh-huh. I'm already down. Okay. So... I mean, I, th- I think that's, that's perspective, because I think... Probably... Do you think you'd be different if you had like a hundred million followers? Maybe. Huh. I think what I mean because I find it very in, like a in, like a interesting. I you came up to me. I didn't know who you were. 
Or like even if you were part of the family, it'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But that's you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't. I mean, I'm not the same as everybody else, but you're. You know, I mean, obviously, you're gonna have your haters and. You know, oh, of course, and, and doubters and everything and doubters. like that. And that's fine. Those, and those and are I'm. Your, those are the best people. Oh, those are the best motivators. At least for me. Not even motivators, because you know when you do become successful, now it's like, you know, they have a lot to prove to you, because it's like, you know. I mean, if they want to, they want to talk their shit, then by all means. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, talk shit, get. It. Talk shit, get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of coming back here, so he says. So after his the the quote, he kind of has like a real realization, and he says, "There's no reason to." Uh, so there's no reason to do anything. Hold on. I definitely wrote this down <laughs> wrong. Did you write this down? I wrote the second part of it down, yeah. Go, all right, go for it. Well, you said the first part was... There's no reason to do... So living life... I gotta afraid find... Afraid means like... Right, so there's like two perspectives. So it's like, why should I do anything if I'm going to die anyway? Right, there's yeah. no reason to do anything. But there's also a reason not to do nothing. Right, and then there's the op- there's more optimistic side. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? I'm going to die anyway. Why not do everything? Yeah. You know, live my life to the fullest. Essentially. So, and... Th- that's what bothers me when people are like, oh, you just work just to die. I'm like, yeah, you're going to die, but do something in that time frame before you die on something that you like to do. Yeah. Like, th- that's my big problem with, with a lot of people is that they just settle for comfortability Mm. they settle for a paycheck and i get it i get that yeah you're doing it to to financially set yourself up for the future and in this world you do need money you do yeah well i think it was like after i don't know the number but like after you can financially sustain your lifestyle any more money than that will never help you so like right if you can live comfortably yeah no extra money is going to change your life. And and for me, I would much rather bank on my happiness than money. Yeah. And and that's why I do what I do. That's why I that's why I cannot work for a corporation a big corporation that doesn't give a shit about its employees. That's why I don't do things that don't make me happy or feel feel fulfilled at the end of the day. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And other people they can do that, and and by all by all means. You know, you know what I've been thinking about lately, because uh, you know we just had a, like a recent conversation. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. Um, no, but the conversation we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking in my mind, I almost want to go back to like a basic. I don't want to say minimum wage, but something a little bit more that can like sustain my life. Okay. And have more time for myself. Versus, oh. like, working real hard. That is like, interesting. In, like, a successful business. Hmm. You know what I mean? You see that, like... But you, your job makes you happy, though, right? It makes me happy. Uh, well, there's certain aspects of my job that make you, you know, extremely happy. There's other aspects that, you know, I really hate. Hmm. Um, but uh, we won't talk about that here. So, but I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's interesting, you know... Because he talks about all these people that give up their lives and their jobs to go, yeah, you know, go on, explore and hike, yeah. You know, and essentially, goes, like in the beginning of the book, he talks about you know that guy that goes searching for that one, that one dude, yeah, right. And that was his life. That was his goal. And that was bigger than him. It wasn't exactly nine to five. Um, although, which I'm saying is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just blinded by the the complacency. Look, D- it, that's f- you know, like, what? like th- this is the time of life where you should be getting your career ready, or at least be in the field. Not according to Gary V, man. Well, Gary V is a fucking maniac. You're still young. Yeah, <laughs> you should. I want yo. If I talk to him, he'd be like, "Yes." <laughs> he's a he's a maniac. He is, dude. But for me, I just. I I can't stand to listen to people just saying I'm just doing this just to make money. That to I, me I, is yeah. that that bothers me. That is one thing that that really bothers me. Cause like if you're so unhappy with something, especially your job, then change it. Yeah. Like there there's no there's no book that's gonna tell you what to do or what not to do. You know what? You know what else? Think I think also sometimes people. I mean I. F- I've met a lot of pessimistic people. I don't want to say that a lot of the world is pessimistic because that's not a true statement. Um, but I hear a lot of people that are working those nine to five jobs, and they're like, you know, my boss is shitty. You know, this is a shitty place to work. And not many people are are gonna like to hear this, but I feel like a lot of it is them. It's their fault. It's because they're settling for it. Well, right, and. Most people work really hard, right? Most yeah. people, they work really hard. Um, and, you know, maybe they're not appreciated. But whenever I worked and wherever I worked, selfishly, yes, I wanted gains for myself. Of course. But I always worked to make my uppers look good. Because those are the people who are going to get my money, give me, give me yeah. my raise. If they like what I'm doing and I make them look good... They're gonna praise me. They're gonna look at me. And go, you know what? Wow, you know, I'm gonna be the one in the next promotion. So, so at that point, you're working essentially for them instead of yourself. Right, but it's like a win-win. Yeah, because if, if you make them look good, then they're gonna reciprocate and make and give you more money. Essentially. Right, they're gonna like me better, and I'm yeah. gonna, and you know, I'm gonna be the guy that people look at me and go, oh, well, he's such a he's such a goody two-shoe, like you know, teacher's yeah. pet. I, dude, I'm winning. You're yeah. the one that's you're the one that can't put your pride aside. So that's my perspective. And people don't want to hear that. But anyway, moving on. Um he said something that really hit home for me. Okay. Um he's talking about how he started living his life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, he, he found something that was bigger than himself and he said he still had those insecurities, but he gave some he gave a fuck about something more than him. Yeah. So he took he took something bigger than him and even though he was insecure he felt like these unwanted feelings mm-hmm. he still pushed through. Yeah. And he said at the end of the chapter when he was looking out into the ocean he said he let his ego drown in the, in the in the ocean essentially. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Which I'm like that's pretty that's a pretty cool analogy. Like, I I missed that. Cuz like, I heard him say it but like I missed We we never we really never talked about ego. On this show, I know we, I we want were to. Go, we were going to. Yeah, we were. And that that to me is just fucking cool. Like you just let that shit just go. Yeah, just letting your. And go. when he let that go, he he started to apply himself more in school and stuff like that, and his social life started to blossom and shit like that. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty dope. That. So I want to circle back, right? So he he says his social life started to get a little bit better. So I want to circle back. You said like you felt uncomfortable at yeah. the, this wedding. Yeah. It's not that I felt 
You talk because we just talked about <sighs> ego, and you I, I don't and you think... saying I'm not that person. That's your ego talking. By you, by you, because like that's your conceptual self already. And sure. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. The the idea of you as a person. So when okay. you're like I am shy, right? You've already identified yourself as shy. Yeah. That's not true. You're just choosing to be shy, right? You're gonna have so if if you looked at it as something bigger where you wanted to be more, network more, you know, and you wanted to live like like th- so why do you do this podcast uh to be able to help people right yeah can you also take that out into the real world sure right so you want to help people including the people around you so how do you do that give them advice how do you do that if you're not social if you choose to be shy that is true right so you have to be so if you look at it, the perspective of this is bigger than me i have to put my pride aside and my insecurities mm-hmm. aside because this is something that's really important to me. Hmm, touche. Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I didn't know how to say that before, so I just kind of let it go. Okay. But I'm happy that we had that conversation. Okay. That's um, good. That's good. But, yeah, the dude that, that still had insecurities, right? And, and but he still did it. And yeah. that's hard, dude. It is. That is hard to, st- to stand up and do something like that. Yeah. I don't know. How, like... Do you ever get, like, that rush, that rush, so, like, the best way I can explain it is when, like, a, like you're confronting a girl, like, or, okay. or a significant other, so, okay. someone you want to be with. It's that same rush, right? Because yeah. you're faced with all of those insecurities, and yep. you're like, oh, this person's not going to like me, but you still do it. Yeah. Crazy. I love that. <laughs> I hate it at the same time. Um, so, what do you got? What do you got after that? I don't know. I don't even know where the hell we are, to be honest. Okay, oh, he said, he says this. It's a quote from him. I didn't pick apart, I didn't pick it apart. Okay. But it sounded good. Okay. You know, because he does that. Yeah. Um, he goes, death is light by which the shadow of all oh. of life's meaning is measured. Without death, all life's meaning would be inconsequential. What does that word mean? Inconsequential? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Inco- I'm going to be honest. Inconsequential. I think, well, what is there, it? What do you think it means? Uh, it would mean there was, there'd be no consequence. So it would Without be... Without death, there would be no consequences. So it would be not important or significant is the actual definition. So it's pretty close. Yeah. Kind so of. pretty much what he's saying there is... Read the quote one more time. Death is light by which the shadow of all of life's meaning is measured. Which mm. So meaning death is inevitable. That's guaranteed. That's that's what we bait like when we when we think about death. Yeah. We think oh the end is coming, no more alive beings, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's also funny because say we are on our deathbed, we always remember the good times that we had. And stuff like that. So, you kind of, by curiously, live your life through the thought of death, if that makes sense. Because we all yeah. have we all have the understanding that we are going to die at some point. Yes. When we're going to die, we don't know. Of course. So, in that time frame of the second that you're born and you have consciousness, till whenever it is you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You have a path that you need to that you want to follow, and it's up to you to follow that path until you get to that 
that point of death. And you gauge your life on that. Because yeah. the second that you get to your deathbed, you can have regrets of not doing something yeah. and everything like that. But if you if you go the, the path that you want to go, then you shouldn't have that many regrets, if any. Right, so you... you li- so you're li- you're living the life of your fools. Exactly. I think, I think also what it's saying is, like, death is dark, but yeah. at the same time it's light because it's, like you're saying, it, it casts... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's perspective, right? So exactly. Without, without, yeah. every, without nothing, everything doesn't exist. Exactly. Right? So everything exists behind yeah. nothing. So it's the same idea that death is dark and there's a shadow, but light, there's a light side of it. Exactly. So... Because... I, I bring this back to the, to the one song that we listened to, and and people think the end of the world is going to be this... I love that song. This big ball of fire and death and blood and shit like that, where, as opposed to the song, the song is like, it's going to be the complete opposite. Yes. It's going to be a giant party, it's going to be a celebration of life and what life is and was. What song is that? Behold the Pale Horse. By Behold the Pale Horse? Why did I always think it was a white horse? Oh. Okay. Well, you know it definitely better than I do. Yeah. So, he, he talks about, like, the, f- the fire eating the world up and shit like that. Yeah. And the kids are dancing. They're dancing in the streets yeah. and, and everything like that. So, it adds a different perspective of death and the end of the world, essentially. Where death is a lot of sorrow, a lot of sadness, and, and everything like that. And the end of the world is essentially the same thing. As opposed to what the singer is saying, where it's the complete opposite. It's a celebration of life and what it was and what it what it offered. Yes. Same thing with death. So. I I love that song. Oh, it's a good song. Great I song. no, it's serious. And I, when you showed it to me, I was like, I just I love the those those perspectives. I, I because it's different. It is because if you go up, I would say nine out of ten people. If you say, what do you think the end of the world's going to be like? I bet you they're going to say a, a bunch of doom and gloom shit. Yeah. Uh, death everywhere, blood, all that shit. That's all you're going to hear. Before that, before I heard that song, I was, I would 100% be like, I yeah, think, I think on. everybody would. Yeah. For the most, at least close to everybody. Yeah. But, whatever. Um, so that was the first section. He, you know, he tells that story about Josh that kind of leads into, you know, death and the, and the perspective of life. Yeah. Um, so this is something be- beyond ourselves. Right? Yeah. So this is something beyond ourselves. And he talks about something that I realized early, early, early on, I think, in my life. I think earlier than most people probably do. But humans are blessed with the ability to be... So this isn't his exact words. These are my own words. Yeah. But people are blessed, blessed with the ability to be self-aware. Or, mm-hmm. right, have a, con- a conscious thought. Yes. And we all recognize we have a conscious thought. Yeah. Of course. Because I, You know what I call it? God thought. Okay. I call it God thought. If okay. it was a superpower, it's God thought. Okay. I just came up with that recently. Okay. But we have the ability to, right, if we bite into a pen. Yeah. <laughs> this is just on, on my, on my, we bite through a pen. I'm not going to bite through it. We have the mental thought capacity to go, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Or, this tastes really good. Sure. I don't judge. No. Versus, and he explains it, dogs and cats, if they bite through a pen, they don't go, 
this is going to harm me or this could potentially harm me. Yeah. We have that ability to look into the future, to look into the past. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah. I think, dude, it's a superpower. I. It really is. I it, believe it's a superpower. It, it allows us to create different scenarios within our life and within our mind to kind of protect us at some points, but sometimes also take a risk to live a better life for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We often just, we create these scenarios in which our happiness can be formed. And I don't know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy because we're like the only animals that really do that. Yeah, from my knowledge, I don't know, I don't think any other animal has a conscious thought. I think animals are evolving to actually... Have you have you ever seen those monkeys? Which ones, dude? I. <laughs> it's a little off topic, but I guess somebody ordered a pizza. Okay. And this monkey opened the door. Yeah. He had clothes on. He took the pizza and walked inside. Yeah. Dude, it was fucking great. It was like a ten-second video. Pizza guy opened the door. Monkey gave him the money. Took the pizza in. Right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> in the monkey's mind, he's he's probably. He, he was probably trained to do it. He but. was trained to do that, right? But that's pretty impressive. You know what I mean? That's, that's Monkeys are smart, man. That's intelligence forming and evolving. I wouldn't doubt that animals are going to soon have some kind of consciousness. Yeah. I mean, that's a stretch, but... I mean, it also it also give, uh, gives us the... So, wait, before, before we go per- further... Okay. This is... He's actually... This isn't his own words. This is actually a guy that he was he studied. Okay. And his name was Burke Barker Barker. Was Barker Becker? Was Becker. It was Becker. Becker. Yeah. Um. And he was a psychologist. So and this is that this is Becker's philosophy, um, which is really cool. And I actually agree with a lot of what he's saying. Yeah. Um. But he finds you know he comes up with you know there's you have two selves. We have our physical self. Yep. Which, you know, eats, sleeps. Poops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poops. <laughs> and we have our compectu- uh, conceptual uh, self. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, which is like the idea, the like our identity. identity the idea yeah. of who we are. And how we see ourselves, right. essentially. So like, so like you said before, that I'm shy. Yeah. Um, so, Becker com- fi- finds, this is his argument. That we will, I mean, I bulleted these. Okay. You added a little bit more detail right from the book. Sh- yeah, sure. Um, well, you did. We yeah. wrote, you wrote it more word for word. Yeah. But I pretty much bulleted it. We're all eventually going to die. Yeah. And we're all aware of that. Yeah, that's our physical self. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so that was the detail that I missed. Yeah. So, our physical self is aware that we're going to die at some point. Yeah. Or, or we're aware that our physical self will die. Yes, correct. Um, and that that will usually scare the shit out of you. Most, well, pretty much everyone. Yeah. Yep. And um, that then leads to our conceptual self constructively trying to live forever. Right, so we, we try to create a, a conceptual self that will go on forever, will live on yeah. forever. The hope is to, like, influence and um, 
it will leave a lasting influence on people mm-hmm. within our lives or even within the world. Right. Um, Meaning, we just want to be remembered. Exactly. That that's in in simplest terms, yes. Right. It's, it's to leave a lasting impression so you're remembered long after you're gone. And Becker, uh, he he called. He had a name for it. I don't know. Oh, immortal. Wait. Immortality projects. Yeah, that's right. Immortality projects. Yeah. Which is the project just keep our conceptual self alive. Alive. Yeah. Forever. It, it's that's exactly what it is. It's just remnants of your conceptual self that that doesn't go away. That doesn't die. So a part of you is gonna live on forever, essentially. Yeah, I think I started getting lazy toward <laughs> in this part. Um, but he talks about when we fail, we lose meaning, and we feel what they what he called death pain, which is you know when our values fail, so yeah. we f- we feel we have the sense that we fail as well. Yeah. Um, so pretty much saying that the immortality projects that he's talking about are our own values. And yeah. obviously our values have meaning and worth to them, essentially. Um, it's driven by the fear of giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. When we give a fuck, it tends to distract us from the thought of death, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like, so we're all driven by fear to give Wait. So he, in his words, way too many fucks about something, because giving a fuck about something uh, is the only thing that can distract us uh, from our own death. So exactly. So, so we're pretty much trying to distract ourselves from the thought of death, the, the, the idea that we're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so he talked. So this was a. This was a. This was the. Th- this is where it comes <laughs> in. Th- this is where when we took notes, where. The half-hour chapter turned into over an hour <laughs> of just starting and stopping and rewinding and going back and forth because this is like a big-ass meat a meat portion of the sandwich. He probably should have just wrote the whole book on these concepts. Yeah, he... <laughs> I wish he simplified this and used words as if I was a five-year-old. That's what I was telling Corey. I need people to simplify things to the, to the absolute easiest form possible. Because he used a lot of big words that I don't know the meaning to, and then when I hear that, I get turned off. Yeah. So, bear with me. I wrote a lot of... I wrote a damn paragraph for this one, and I don't even know if half the words make sense, so bear with us. All right. Are you going to read it, or am I going to read it? Okay. Here we go. This is what I have. So, this is explaining... Hold on. Before before we get into it. I will say the first sentence, I have no idea what it means. This is explaining the the idea of what happens if we stop giving a fuck. Yes. Okay. So okay. Go, go ahead. So to truly not give a single fuck, it is to achieve a spiritual state. I didn't okay, write. Hold I didn't. You missed <laughs> miss word. <laughs> One word that we spent like ten minutes on, and I didn't even look it up. I didn't look it I up. I just did context clues, and I hope that I know what it meant, <laughs> but. Is to achieve a quasi-eyed spiritual state. And you can finish the rest. Of embracing the impermanence of one's own existence. In that state, one is far less likely to get caught up 
and various forms of entitlement. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. Break it down. Because I don't know how. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, this is, like, this is pretty in-depth. And most people, and this is my insecurity, <laughs> most people might know exactly what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe. I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. No, no, no. I'm an idiot. I <laughs> I, I need, you know, I too need to have things broken down, you know, very I, small. Yeah. Um, but what I got out of it and what I thought it was, was um, to embrace the the idea that we're not going to live forever. Yes. And in that state, we don't get caught up in, I deserve this. Exactly. It's more or less, how can I impact and help other people around me? Yeah. And look at it as something bigger than me. Exactly. And I think, and and I'm going to stay with that. Okay. I, I'm going to look up these these words after the podcast. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right? I'd rather, and I'd actually have rather people comment and be like, you're wrong. This is what it means. Okay. Right? I'll learn from that. But that's what I got out of it. And that's what I think that's what uh, what it means. Um, but yet, I we spent a good half an hour on that portion. What is it? Quasi, right? Quasi. Yeah, seemingly apparent, but not really. So, so, so it's more of a descriptive word, essentially. Okay, yeah. So to to achieve like something that's hmm. a, a state that's there but not there. Yeah, and embrace the impermanence. What does impermanence mean? Impermanence. Let's see. And so, oh yeah, so it'd be like I'm not in, not minutes. to embrace the idea that I'm. Not it's, it's the state or fact of lasting for only a limited period of time. Right. So, yeah, I'm only going to last for a small period of time. I'm not yeah. going to exist forever. Exactly. And then, you know, they say in that state. You, so, like, really, next time, like, you're in an argument and you feel like you want to be right. Not you. Any, anyone that's yeah. listening. But you too. Um, <laughs> you had to throw that in there, didn't you? You piece of shit. <laughs> Ask yourself, if I die tomorrow, is this really going to matter? Yeah. Right, I'm not gonna live forever. Do, do yeah. me being right in this moment, in this moment, really gonna matter? Right. No, it's not. Let me just let go of my yeah. my pride. Yeah. Um, Th- he talks. He then goes back into the uh, immortality projects. Yeah. So this was Becker's uh, realization. Yeah. So he had a realization. Again, do you want me to read it? Do you want to? I broke it down. I have. I'll, you, I'll, I'll read the paragraph. I'll break it down. And then you can break it down. <laughs> break it down. Okay. <laughs> Immortality projects are more of the problem than they are the actual solution. Okay. Instead of trying... Here we go. I don't even know what I wrote. Let me see. Instead of trying to impairment our conceptual selves to the world, people should question our conceptual self and become more comfortable with death. Um, that is called the bitter antidote. Yep. And to come to terms with the death, it's inevitable. The faster we come to grips with death, the faster we can choose our values more freely. And that's and, it. And uninterrupted? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so really what he's saying is, um, you know, immortality projects are... Like you said, the problem, they're not the solution. So yeah. instead of implementing their con- uh, your conceptual self, so like the, your identity, onto the world, so like instead of pushing like, I am this way, I'm always, like I'll always be yeah. that way, right? Qu- 
question your conceptual thoughts. Like, am I shy? Yeah. You know, am I really this way or am I just choosing yeah. that instead? Right? Can and, I be more confident? And then question is, why am I like this? Yeah. Um, like, oh, because I don't talk to a lot of people. That's that's a reason why. Right. Um, I don't I don't branch out enough. I don't get the opportunities. I don't put myself in those opportunities. Right. Something like that. And it allows you to live life. Yeah. Right. Instead of living in this fix fixated life. Yeah. I am this way, and this resonates with me a lot. Because I can't stand when people go, I am this way. And I do it. I'm guilty of it, right? Yeah. But I do catch myself. And when I do catch myself, I go, okay, I am this way. Why am I this way? Right? All those questions y- that you just yeah. said. Um, because we, we are not those things. Things that we actually are have to be concrete. And, and right? Yeah. I am blonde. But even that's not even true. Right? I could dye my hair yeah. and have black hair. Right? Sure. I'm a, that natu- that I'm a natural look, blonde. That would look very weird on you. Should I try it? No. Yeah, let's do it. No, it's not. Right? You've seen me with blonde hair. I have? Well, I Oh, mean, yes, I have. Yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. pictures of me with blonde hair. Yeah, I did. Yeah, your smoke show, bro. bro I'm just a smoke. Get those no highlights again. No matter what color hair I got. I love that. <laughs> um, so then, and then become, and then... You know, like you said, the bitter antidote, and then to become more comfortable with that, right? That allows us to become more comfortable with that. Yeah. When we question those things. And question those things, like, if I died tomorrow, would I want to be known as shy? Yeah. And taken back, or, like, conservative, you know? And that, that's also in the eyes of the beholder as well. Yep. Like, if you, if you want to die like that, then fine. There, there's nothing anybody can tell you that's going to change that. Right. If you want to be known as shy, then okay. But if you want to leave your mark, there's a good chance that you're not going to be able to be shy. Right. You're Th- there's going to be ha- there's going to have to be some form of uncomfortability somewhere mm-hmm. down the road, and then eventually, then you can get to the place that where you want to be. But the beauty is you have choice. You do. And Th- that's what it that's what it all comes down to is you having the choice to be shy, to shut yourself out, to stay inside or to go out you have options it's not yeah. like you don't have an option to do something right and then you know there and then having that question of if you know if i did die would i really be okay with being shy and in, 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 yeah in, you know and, and that kind of, and we're just using shy because that's just the example that came yeah up. um but once we accept it we can choose our values more freely right yes. so you accept you know what i am gonna die tomorrow yeah what values are most important to me? Exactly, and you gotta and you gotta figure that out, right? And yeah, and that's and, and that's true. And um, didn't he? Oh, it's in it's later on. Okay. It's later on. He has a couple questions. Okay. Um. Well, it's the next part. Oh, it, it, you know what? Yeah, it goes right into it. Yeah. Um. So this is the next section, which is the sunny side of death. Yeah. And, um. So the, pretty much the question was, death raises pretty much one of the most important questions surrounding our life, and what is your legacy? Yeah. Meaning, what mark have you made? What influences have you caused within the world? Yeah, what's, yeah so what's your legacy? How will the world be different once you're gone? 
um, or how would it be better once you're gone, right? What mark? So like like you said, what mark will you have on the world? World, or uh, what influences have you made? Like these are all questions you ask yourself. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of people tend not to ask that question. No, because it's a hard. It, it is a hard question. It's a lot of responsibility. It's it's a scary question to ask yourself because at the same time. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Nobody knows. We don't know what we're doing here. Nope. But but Becker believed this to be the only true important question. Yes. Um, and there, there's a little context behind it. He's actually in Africa, and he's standing on a ledge. Yeah. Looking over. You know, pretty much if he fell, he would have died. Oh, yeah. My man would have been missed. And he steps towards the ledge, and, uh, you know, his whole body is tense. And yep. he's asking himself, you know, is this it? Is this, you know, everything that I'll ever know, right? Or everything that I've, yeah. you know, I'll ever learn? And he steps forward. He crouches down. He's now like sitting on the ledge. Yeah. You know, his body is like, you need to get the fuck away from here, or else you are gonna die. Yeah. And he keeps kind of like pushing himself past that. Yeah. Which again, he has that conscious thought. He yep. can choose to <laughs> go. I'm gonna keep going forward. Yeah. Even though his body is feeling all these feelings, and he's like, you know what? I choose, and he makes up, and he makes up all these different scenarios of how he could fall off this cliff. Yeah, like somebody pushes him, or the wind blows him off, or something. Yep, he could trip on his shoelace. Yeah, I mean, imagine that, dude. I, I'm sorry <laughs> if I go out like that, man. I'm gonna be real upset. <laughs> I'm gonna be real upset. Just imagine just walking to towards the side of a cliff, and you step on your shoelace, and you trip and you fall. Yeah. And you're falling down this the, the sheer side of a cliff, and you had you had at least two minutes of thought. Yeah, my and thoughts are gonna be like, I really just tripped over my <laughs> shoelace, <laughs> man. Mother f- like, god damn it! Hey, man, you left your legacy. Yeah, <laughs> and the legacy is- tie your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god. But yeah, but he talks about you know many many philosophers talk about these questions and they're you know they're the main points. Yeah. You know, and ask yourself like every day, you know, and when we avoid the question, we let trivial and hateful values hijack our our brains. Yep. And take control over our desires and ambitions. Yeah. Right. Think about it. If you don't think about death, what are you thinking about? You know, you're thinking about how can I you know. Yeah. Pretty much anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much anything. But, you know, you, you feel entitled. You're like, I deserve this. Exactly. You know, yeah. why You know, why do you deserve it, though? You know? Yeah, what, did you work hard enough did to get work? it? No, you didn't. Okay, so and then. he talks about that. Yeah. People don't want to work really hard to earn something. They think they just, because they did one good deed, that they deserve everything. Yeah. And that's not how it works. And people have these superficial ideas that they are something that they're really not. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, without the thought of death, superficial, well, uh-oh, I got lazy. <laughs> it, it, uh-huh. is, it essentially, it's, it's putting those superficial thoughts into your mind, and it poisons what you believe is true and what, what's not true. Yeah. That, that's essentially what it's saying. It, it's, it's adding poison and entitlement to your thoughts and your feelings to warp into what you think you deserve. Right. When really, honestly, nobody deserves anything. No. Like we were, t- we were put here on this rock. Yeah, that's all we were. T- we weren't tasked to do anything, yep. at least from what we know. Right. What are we supposed to do here? You got to make the best of what we have. 
and it sounds it sounds brutal, right? It, sounds, it does. It, it does. Very negative. It's like, oh, you don't, you actually don't deserve anything. But no, it's not true. Yeah. Right. But if you take your so if he, um, if you take the thought of death and use it as a compass for your values, and you work really hard. Yeah. You know, you right now maybe you do deserve that, but even then you still don't. Yeah. Just because you work hard doesn't mean you're entitled to something. Exactly. You know? There's always going to be somebody that's working harder than you are. Right, and even they won't deserve it. Exactly. It's just a, it's a weird concept and mentality to actually think about it. it can, you know, because it makes you feel really bad. Yeah. But you're going to die. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, he does talk about, you know, ways how do you get, how do you become more comfortable with death? Did you write? I wrote down another paragraph here. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. You're up. Uh, well, he talks about the superficial, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to get back into that one. Um, actually, yes, I am. Okay, get back into it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, right. The, the superficial will seem important, and the important will seem superficial, like we were just saying. Yeah. It essentially flip-flops how you how you think about things. Mm-hmm. The poison thoughts will come in, and the more important things will go out. Right. So what it's doing is just sw- it's swapping them out, and it's giving you this unclarity of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, death is the only certainty that we know, obviously. Right. We know that we're going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else in this world that has a certainty. There's no certainty that you're going to live to be 100, that you're going to make X amount of money, that you're going to get your dream job, that you're going to have a family. There's no certainty of that. Nope. So. But you know you are going to die. Yes. That is one thing for sure. You're not living forever. Right. I mean, that's not even certain. How terrible would that be? Living forever? Yeah. I don't know. It depends. I think think it depends. Uh, So you would have to go through endless waves of watching the people you love die. Yes. Which is terrifying. Which is bad. Do you think after a while that you would I just think, get numb to it? I think I think I think the same thing that we're talking about would happen. So even if you look at this in the opposite perspective of I'm going to live forever. Okay. If you're going to live forever, what things would you do differently? Hmm. If you're going to no. die tomorrow, what things would you do differently? It doesn't matter. Because if you live forever, well, I'm going to live forever. Well, might as well do it. Yeah. I'm going to die tomorrow. Might as well do it. <laughs> so it's it's the same the same idea, right? So you'll live through trauma, you'll live through pain, right? You'll you'll probably live through a lot more of that. But it still has its benefits of you get to create exactly. yourself to be you'll have more happy times than you do now. Right. Essentially. So because you'll live your life, you know, how you want to live it. And and you'll and you and you'll learn. Yeah. So and you'll become the wisest man alive. Sure. I mean, would that really be a thing? Why? Why not? I don't know. That's how I would live my life. I'd be the mo- the wisest man. I'd want to be the wisest man. If I'm going to live forever, I'm going to be the wisest man. No, it's too much pressure. I don't want to be the wisest man ever. Why? I don't want to. Yeah, but then, like, you get your own sanctuary. People want to come see you for, like, yeah. knowledge. And you get to pick and choose. Not like everybody else. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I'm okay. You come to my monk temple, and I tell you... Your monk temple? Yeah, I tell you... What are you going to tell me? I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> get out. Get out a little more. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I am pretty pale right now. You are so. pale. <laughs> Leave me alone, bro. The pale white horse. Yes. <laughs> that's maybe I'm thinking of that song. Isn't that a song, Pale White Horse? No. Why am I? I don't know what you're talking about, All right, dude. Whatever, man. <laughs> um. Death is the compass for all of our other values and decisions. Like we were saying, it's the correct answer to all the questions that we should ask but never do. Yeah, so... Um, did I miss something, man? I was getting a little lazy towards the end. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to just absorb this and, and not yeah. write anything. So, <laughs> so pretty much, um, he's saying to be comfortable with death. And we should see ourselves as something bigger than ourselves. As oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did write this down. To choose values that stretch beyond yourself, that are simple, immediate, and controllable, and tolerant to the world around us. Um, that is the basic root to all happiness, essentially. Right. And that and that's that's where that's where I took our conversation from uh, before. So like when it, when you were like, I'm shy. Yeah. Right. So you saw you're seeing yourself as shy, right? And you're not looking at it as a perspective as something bigger than you. Yeah. Um, and in, so I have a couple more things. Okay. Um, which is people feel that they need to be great to be good enough. Which is not true because well, that's what that's what society glorifies as greatness. Right. Because so there's if, so many extreme things exactly. going on. Exactly. So if you do something great, you're going to be recognized more. Right, and you'll be great. But in reality, you you are great as it is. Right. You don't you don't need society. You don't need the news. You don't need social media to to give you confirmation of that that you are great. Yeah. yeah. And he says, uh, great attention and great success. Um, People believe that great great attention and great success are the same thing, uh, but they're not. Yeah. You don't need great. You don't need a lot of attention to be exactly. Great. You are great. Yeah, you're great as it is. And to and really to kind of wrap it up, don't get wrapped up in your conceptual self of showing everybody that you are great. Yeah. You like, don't. It's it's essentially you don't need to prove yourself. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't need it. You no. don't need to. You need to prove to one person, one person only, and that's yourself. Right. There's nothing and else. If, and, and if you do want to be great, right, do something bigger than yourself. Exactly. But you don't need to show everyone. You don't need... You don't need it. You don't need... No. You the, are great. Yeah. You're great. Thank you. We're going to end it there. You're great. You're great, too. Where can they find us? They can find us on a whole bunch of different platforms. Where can they find us? Tell them. I don't think you know. I don't think you know. I think that's why you're asking me. I don't think you know. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Brotherhood Podcasting on everything. Maybe iHeartRadio. I'm done with iHeartRadio. I don't even know if we're on there. Did you look? I've never looked. I can't be asked to look anymore. We're going to continue to say maybe iHeartRadio. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't think so. (laughs) Did I say Google Podcasts as well? I don't know. You said Stitcher. I did say Stitcher. I don't know. Well, Google Podcasts as well. So. Where do they find you? Me. The one and only. They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dbor2730. D-B-O-R-2730. Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show at BH Podcasting. You can follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash flip underscore nation. Yup. 
But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. That's right. What about you? They can find me on Facebook. Oh, okay. Corey, C-O-R-E-Y. Okay. Fazio. F-A-Z-I-O. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you're not going to see, I don't post anything. But if you have questions, you know, you can hit me up. I, I mean, look. You but if hit, you're going to, if you have questions, hit me up on the Brotherhood of Podcasting page. You might as well. Don't, don't come to me personally. I mean. I mean, you can. Yeah. But like, it just doesn't People make People may, may relate to you more. Well, they might. But ask me on the podcast. Yeah, you might as well. Right? I mean, we could talk about it. We won't use your right, name or exactly, anything. Right, exactly. Right? So we can actually talk about it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but that's uh, yeah. it. Thank you for listening. It's been quite the journey on this book. This has been, honestly, the first book I have read, quote-unquote. Audio reading, it's okay. In a very long time. This is the first book I finished. This this may be the first book I finished since... Other than school, because I don't don't count that. Oh, outside of school? Outside of school. I don't really count, because you read it as a... It's, like, required. I think I've read... When I was younger, I used to read Goosebumps books. Ooh. You, You ever read those? I, I, a little bit. Did you ever do the the make your own adventure ones? No. What? Are we gonna have to do that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we might have to. Time no. out. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I know Goosebumps. Okay, so Goosebumps back in the day, they they had a like choose your own adventure. Okay. So you would read the page yeah. and it would leave you with a decision. Okay. So say. You we might have to do this. Say say you're at the beach. Okay, right? I'm at the beach. So, th- the last question was like, if you want to go swimming, go to page eight. Okay. If you want to stay on the beach and have a picnic, go to page thirty-five. Okay. So then you would go to that page, and then it would send you to different pages to fill out that story. That's incredible, dude. That's advanced, dude. That's. But to me, whenever the scenario came up. As in, like, danger versus safe. Yeah. You pick danger, I'd say within the next two pages, you're fucking gone. You're dead? You're gone. Wait, you, like, die? Shit, shit happens, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we should do one of those. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool, man. You want to? That's, dude, that's before their time. That's, like, Th- they were... I, that shit was... I that's, like, that interactive shit. gaming. Yeah. But it's, like, interactive... Reading. Reading. Yeah. I and I used exactly to read that shit. That's and, exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I used to read those all the time back. Well, those in are school. cool. Those are fun. Dude, Goosebumps book, books are my shit. I used to read like uh, I don't know. I used to read like I I never understood books when I read them. Yeah, neither did I. I would really. like just read the words. I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm reading, but I'm gonna still go because maybe maybe I will. You ever hear of the book called Among the Hidden? No. Okay. I did read a book called Heat. Terrible ending. <laughs> what did that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we think we're going to do another book, hopefully soon. We have soon. it down. Uh, I think I think we'll probably, I think we should probably read it a little bit first. I think, I think we're going to go on a little bit of a book club hiatus for a little bit. I think, I think we should. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it down. I don't know about the next. I don't know about the next book. Okay. I personally don't see it going anywhere. No. No. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think you'll agree with the book. Okay. But we'll go. Out, we'll, we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll it. Talk about it. But, but um. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yes. 
Thank you all for Book listening. Club is officially closed. For now. For right now. Until right. we until we figure it out. Do we want to say Book Club is coming back with something? No, I think Book Club... Well, it's not closed. I, this book is closed. The, oh, yeah, this book is done. I think, we, I think we keep the Book Club. I'm done with the book. <laughs> I think we keep Book Club. I, I'm okay with keeping Book Club. Challenge, gotta... challenge with Book Club is, you know, we got to find books that are yeah either relatively short. Yes. Um, <laughs> short, short chapters, at least. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good books out there. That everybody should, There's should. one rule about book club. What's one rule? You don't talk about book club. That's damn straight. Yeah. Wait, talk about what? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen Fight Club before? We don't talk about that, though. Okay. We don't talk about that. Talk about what? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, All right guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate we'll catch you, you on the guys. next one. Bye. Bye.